Chapter 10 Alex stepped out of the shower half an hour later, her aching muscles having been thoroughly warmed and soothed by the hot water. Now she ached in an utterly different, but not unwelcome way. Her body was almost pleasantly sore from his having thrust into her so passionately, from his sheer size and power. It had felt exhilarating and overwhelming at the same time, but it had been nothing short of sheer pleasure, too. She had never felt anything like him, never known a more powerful man or one so driven by desire. And with sadness, she reminded herself why. He wasn't like other men, not anymore. The desires and urges of other men were magnified thirty times in him, which left him so angry, so cold, so unwilling to let himself go. If he were a different sort of man, he wouldn't try so hard to control himself. He would just give in to his impulses and wreak the havoc that his enhancements had been designed for. But he didn't want to be a mindless machine, controlled by urges and hungers that were not really his own. He was a good man, right down to his soul. A good man tortured beyond bearing, compelled by chemicals, worn out by a lack of sleep, desperately trying to be normal again. That thought made her ache, too, in ways that were far more intense than pain. She toweled herself dry and reached for her robe. Then she reconsidered. If she was going to seduce him properly and convince him to enjoy all the sensual pleasures of lovemaking, she might as well start by tempting him with her body. The brazenness of it scared her so much that she drew in a ragged breath. Her natural inclination was to cover herself, to hide her less-than-perfect parts, and make sure the lights were off before she let him look. He was so physically perfect, she was so physically not, that it was hard to find the courage to reveal herself so fully. She reached for a towel as a compromise, but, reconsidering, put it back on the hook, and steadied herself. She drew in another breath. He wanted her. He found her desirable. The way he looked at her made her feel desirable, made her aware that she was a woman, and that even with her imperfections, she could still make his eyes dilate and his heart race. She had never once felt that with any other man. She'd only been with three men in her entire thirty-one years, but none of them had ever looked at her the way Eric did, as if she were the very definition of what a woman should be. She switched off the bathroom light and moved carefully down the darkened hall, cringing at the creaking floorboards that she was pretty sure Eric would have known how to avoid, and approached the door to his bedroom cautiously. There was no strip of light beneath his door, and the room was eerily quiet. Yet somehow, in a way that she couldn't explain, she could feel his presence behind the closed door and knew that he hadn't left. She tapped quietly but received no reply. So she dragged in a breath, cautiously turned the door handle, and stepped into the room. He was sitting on the bed, his large frame outlined by the pale moonlight filtering in through the window. It cast a thin, silvery glow in the room, and barely silhouetted him as he turned his head to the side in silent greeting. Can I come in? she asked. He turned his face back to the window in answer, 
Then, after a tense silence, he cleared his throat. Did I hurt you? No, she said. Then, through a smile, she amended. Well, I guess I'm a little sore, if you know what I mean. I'm sorry, he said, lowering his head. Either he didn't pick up on her playful tone, or else he had meant something else by the word hurt. Then he raised his head and turned to speak over his shoulder. But I did warn you. I know, she said, advancing into the room. It was wonderful. She stood in front of him, stilling that part of her that quaked at the thought of displaying herself so openly. But she needn't have worried. His eyes flared when he saw her. His lips parted in surprise and his eyes roamed over her hungrily, his body straightening stiffly before subtly relaxing again. Alexandra, he breathed, his eyes growing wider as his gaze lingered on her breasts. She realized he had never seen her fully naked before, and she felt a delightful feminine thrill as his eyes sharpened on her, taking her in greedily. She stood coquettishly, her knees together, her hip curving out, and watched his eyes slide over the length of her. She knew her breasts were plump and round, that her waist curved in and her hips curved out in the way that always drew a man's appreciative eye. She wasn't perfect, but she was soft and womanly, and when Eric finally met her eyes, he looked almost stunned. You're beautiful, he said, swallowing. Thank you, she said softly, amazed at how easily she could accept his pronouncement. He made her feel beautiful, made her feel like when his eyes were on her she was beautiful. This is what it should be like, she thought, reveling in his gaze. This is how a woman should feel around a man, the right man, the man who loved every part of her, the man who thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world and told her so. His eyes roamed over her again, taking in every curve, every sweep, lingered in places she hadn't thought would particularly catch his eye. When he lifted his eyes to hers again and swallowed, the raw hunger she saw in them thrilled her. He wanted her again. The need in his eyes couldn't have been clearer, and it also couldn't have been clearer that he wasn't about to ask. She considered pushing him back and straddling him, but along with the desire she saw flaring in his eyes, she saw weariness there, too. So much uncertainty. Such battles he fought, she realized. Such conflict raged within him. So she climbed onto the bed beside him instead, dropping to her stomach and stretching out languidly across its large expanse. He sat rigidly, angling his head to watch her, his arms still braced at his sides. Then, slowly... He leaned back onto his elbow beside her, gazing at her, uncertainty flickering in his shadowed eyes. She lifted her legs at the knee so that her crossed ankles rose in the air behind her. She rose up and propped her chin on her hand and then flashed him a smile. Ready for round two? She winked at him. He gazed at her, his eyes rounding in surprise before drifting down her body. He ran his hand along the curve of her rear the dip of her back, and up her spine to where her hair spilled 
in dark waves over her shoulders. He gently swept her hair aside and let the silken curls slip through his fingers as they brushed the skin of her nape. He didn't speak for a while, just caressed her gently, his fingers rising and falling over her curves and valleys. But even in the half-light, she could see a muscle in his jaw working, could feel his building tension. Finally, he spoke. Before, he managed. Earlier, I mean, what we did. Mm-hmm, she murmured, loving the play of his fingers on her skin. You enjoyed that? He didn't say it seductively, or playfully, or as any kind of invitation. It was a statement of almost pained disbelief. He was controlling himself again, straining to sound dispassionate and cool, but she could tell something lurked beneath the calm facade. Guilt, she decided. He was feeling guilty over what they'd done. He probably thought of it as what he'd done, what he'd done alone, as though she hadn't been a willing participant. She was definitely going to have to get used to this unexpected side of him, this charmingly prudish side of him. She would never have imagined that he'd view sex with any kind of demureness or unease. He was such a virile, hyper-masculine man that she'd always assumed sex was just an indoor sport for him and nothing more. The realization that he could be embarrassed, that he could feel self-conscious about sex, of all things, was as startling as it was heartwarming. She looked at him, willing her eyes to sparkle mischievously. Well, I admit it wasn't quite what I expected, but it felt wonderful. You felt wonderful. His jaw muscle flexed again as his eyes drifted from hers, focusing instead on the rounded side of her breast that he was lightly caressing with his fingertips. Still, if, if it should happen again, he said, his voice low and tight. <laughs> if it should happen again, she thought, as though their being together had been a temporary bout of madness or an uncontrollable act of God. What? she asked. She closed her eyes against the sensation of his hands gently brushing her skin, luxuriating in how delicately he was awakening every nerve ending in her skin, how even his lightest touch was heating her, melting her, making her ache for more. Still won't mean anything, he said after a moment, his voice mellow, but his words harsh. I'm not what you want. Yes, you are, she murmured. I shouldn't be, he said quietly, into the darkness, into the silence of the room. You should wait for a man who can love you. She opened her eyes and regarded him evenly. Their gazes locked his eyes glittering with such unspoken meaning that she could almost feel the words he wanted to say hanging in the space between them. The words she wanted to say back, the truth she wanted to set free between them so he didn't have to fear it so much anymore. But neither of them spoke the words. Finally, he looked down at her back, at the skin he was caressing in slow, decadent swirls. We can have sex if you want, he said, his voice steadier. But that's all it will be. And it has to be my way. She smiled, a wry, knowing smile, 
he hadn't said he would fuck her. A small victory, perhaps, but a sweet one nonetheless. I understand, she nodded. You don't like kissing. I never said I don't like kissing, he said languidly, watching his hand as it trailed down her back. Just not with you. <laughs> Why do I have bad breath? She teased, trembling a little at a particularly ticklish spot his fingers whispered past. He almost smiled. He moved over the same spot so she'd tremble again. And when she did and giggled, his lips parted in a genuine smile. A smile that was gone again as soon as it had appeared. No, he said. It's just too intimate, too emotional for the kind of relationship we're having. She closed her eyes again and luxuriated in the thought, in the many fantasies she'd had, of what it would be like to kiss him. She'd always imagined it would be just what he said it would be. Intimate. Emotional. A lushly erotic, sensual experience, a passionate acknowledgement of the desire they'd had for each other for so long. She'd always imagined their first kiss would be hungry and intense, that they'd find a sensual rhythm as they explored and tasted and all but consumed each other. She'd always imagined that he'd lead the kiss, that he'd be the one to lean in and cover her mouth with his, to part her lips and claim her with a kind of heady desperation, an exquisitely urgent hunger born of pure desire, pure emotion, pure need. She could feel their desire for each other intensify as the kiss deepened as she sank her hands into his hair and pulled him closer as he gripped her neck and claimed her, as they gave in to the need they'd had for each other for years now, to the need that both of them knew would likely never be fully sated. Oh yes, it certainly is emotional, she murmured, practically able to taste him, his soft lips, his silken tongue the warm, sensual ecstasy of his mouth. She was lost in the fantasy, spurred on by the gentle pressure of his fingers igniting her senses. It's like making love. It's not making love, he said tightly. Let's not pretty it up with words that don't mean anything. Right, she nodded, still smiling. Her eyes fluttered open and the fantasy slipped away, replaced by his stern face, the grim line of his jaw, and the glittering intensity of his eyes that was at once ice-cold and yet somehow vulnerable, uncertain, afraid. She bit her lip in pleasure as his hands skirted down her side and brushed back up the side of her breast. And you don't do missionary, right? For the same reason you don't kiss? Same reason, he said faintly as though he could barely say the words. Okay, she agreed on a little sigh. She stretched like a satisfied cat and lowered her head to the quilt, wiggling her bum just a little to watch the desire flare in his eyes again. You still think this will help me? He whispered, bending close to her ear. His breath was warm against her and it tickled, causing her to curl away from him with a little giggle. <laughs> I don't know, she admitted, but it'll sure as hell help me. <laughs> she was rewarded with a smile, 
the first real smile she'd seen from him in too long. The sight of his beautiful face lit with even the merest hint of happiness soared through her heart, made butterflies flutter to life throughout her. She watched him as he unzipped his jeans and gracefully arched his hips off the bed to lower them and his briefs down to his thighs. He removed them completely this time, kicking them to the floor, his cock hard and urgent again. He angled himself up, his strong abdominal muscles holding him suspended in a curved arc as he pulled his shirt over his head and let it, too, fall to the floor. Then he lowered himself back down and turned to her, questioning her with his eyes as his hands roamed down her back again and smoothed over the curve of her rear. She had seen his body countless times, but it was always with the cool detachment of a doctor. Now, here, in the silvered room, she could let her eyes roam over him freely, could allow herself to drink him in. And she did. She stretched her hand out to touch his chest and let her fingers trail delicately across the light golden hair that dusted his beautifully defined muscles. He tensed under her touch, and she let her hand dip lower, avoiding a jagged scar near his navel, dancing her fingers across the hard ridge of his muscles instead. She felt his breathing hitch at her touch, but he remained still, letting her explore, watching her hand skim over him and then glancing up at her to meet her eyes. Is touching okay? She asked quietly. Please tell me I can at least touch you. His jaw muscle flexed as her hand drifted down to his hip, as her nails rasped over his skin and trailed slowly towards his cock, which surged at the nearness of her fingers. She didn't touch him there, just trailed her hand up the center of his chest again, letting them roam over the sculpted rise of his shoulder and down his arm. His bicep flexed at her touch, and she lightened the caress, letting her fingertips caress the strong muscles of his forearm before gliding down to his fingers. When she reached them, his fingers lifted to meet hers and entwined with them, his thumb caressing her hand gently before she withdrew and touched his chest again. His body bore the scars from a lifetime of battle, but somehow the small imperfections faded in the silvery light, making his skin smooth and soft to the touch. Even the fine hair on his chest and arms felt soft under her fingers. He was powerful and strong, his body a finely honed machine that was likely unequaled in terms of pure physicality, but it was the softness underneath the strength that guided her hands that made her want to feel more of him, take more of him in. Here, now, he was simply a man, a strong, beautiful, sensual man, delighting in simply being touched by an appreciative feminine hand and admired by loving feminine eyes. He moved then, slowly, and leaned across her to press his lips to the nape of her neck. Two, three, four little kisses delicately placed, his lips warm and soft against her heated skin. Then he trailed his lips down her shoulders, stopping to kiss here and there, to taste, to inflame her nerve endings with small, delicate brushes of his lips. His mouth was warm, but softer, more lingering than before. His tantalizing touch so exquisite she almost had to arch away from it, 
But just when she thought her nerves would ignite, he moved to kiss another spot, to trail kisses over her shoulder blades and down the center of her back. As he kissed her, his hand drifted slowly down her back until he found her hip and rested there. He gently guided her hips up, tilting her up slightly so that one knee bent and moved closer to her, his knee nudging her legs farther apart, his lips searing a trail along her neck. He groaned softly against her ear as she could feel his cock straining against her hip as he gently eased her legs farther apart. She waited for him to slide into her, fast and sharp like he had earlier, but he didn't move for a moment, just held her hip gently and pressed against her his cock, surging his lips just below her ear, breathing against her lips, whispering against her skin. Then, slowly, his hand on her hip began to slide lower until, with a gentle caress, he brushed against her soft curls, sliding into her dampened folds. His fingers caressed her, slid against her heated skin and touched her slick entrance with one gently swirling finger. She gasped, lifted her head up, as the sensation fired through her. His palm rested against her mound as his fingers stroked her, sending unfamiliar waves of warm, delicious pleasure riding through her. Then, as her breath hitched and a small sound of pleasure escaped her, he braced her hip against him with his forearm. His fingers trailed upwards and began to swirl, slowly, luxuriantly, around her sensitive core. She cried out, arching against him at the sudden jolt of sensation, but his embrace tightened. He held her possessively, but with gentleness this time, the hard lines of his muscles molding against her back, and his fingers kept swirling, circling, caressing her with deep, exquisite strokes. Oh, gone, she breathed, a sharp, stinging pleasure flooded through her. Eric... His head lowered closer to her, and his lips brushed lightly over her neck as he braced himself on one arm beside her. He was so large, his body so much larger than hers, that he easily surrounded her completely. He was holding her still beneath him, his sensuous fingers teasing her as his arm circled her hip, his chest pressed against her back, his thigh pushing against her leg, his lips and tongue trailing scorching kisses beneath her ear. His cock surged against her thigh with every movement, every breath, every soft moan. She had never felt so utterly possessed in her life. She could feel nothing but him, and knew that every inch of her was being touched or held or possessed by his sheer size and strength. Eric, she whispered urgently as he suckled her earlobe, mimicking what his fingers were doing down below. She all but sobbed from the sheer agonizing pleasure of it. She felt his throaty groan of approval, of pure male triumph, and let her head fall back against him in sheer abandon. His hand dipped further down into her silken folds, his arm stretching easily to reach, and teased her slick opening, circling it with his fingers again. When he dipped a finger inside her and began to stroke, Pleasure tore through her, and a cry of pure ecstasy escaped her lips. His finger pulsed into her tight sheath, and her inner muscles clenched, heat liquefying around him. 
She moaned as he increased the pace, increased his depth, and then withdrew to slide up and torture the exquisitely tender nub again. Then his fingers slid back down through her folds and claimed her again, surging into her possessively as his thumb flicked lazily over her clit and sent her spiraling, lost in the explosion of pleasure, the rising heat, the aching climb towards release. Ripples of pleasure from one sensation had barely diminished before the dizzying ripples of the other swam through her, catapulting her higher and higher, clenching her womb and sending shockwaves of intense pleasure that rose and rose and grew stronger and more urgent and intense. Her head fell against his arm and she felt his lips against her neck, hot and moist as he licked the skin beneath her ear. His fingers thrust into her and teased her clit over and over, relentlessly growing faster and faster until he withdrew from her completely and focused solely on pleasing her aching clit. He groaned against her as she cried out, his own pleasure mounting as he focused on hers as his cock surged against her. He held her against him, his body pressing into hers, owning her, possessing her, his heart, muscled strength now rigid against her back. She was his so completely, yet his moans of pleasure came from the sheer ecstasy he was giving her. Her cries, her moans, her sharpened breathing, the warmth flowing from her, were pushing him towards his own release. Her breath grew faster, and her cries of pleasure rose, the aching tension, the building pressure so overwhelming she couldn't have stayed silent even if she'd wanted to. Cries fell from her lips, tore from her lungs as he increased his pace, stroking her in a smooth, fast rhythm that sent wave after wave of intense pleasure soaring through her. Oh, God, she cried. I'm coming, Eric. You're going to make me, you're going to make me come, Eric. Just as her release began to crest, she felt him slide into her, his cock stretching her, filling her. And with that first powerful thrust, she exploded. Pleasure shattered her, detonating through her like a thousand points of light, and she had to bite into the quilt to muffle a scream. His hand left her and gripped her hip again as he nudged her leg farther and plunged into her. He moved quickly, rhythmically, thrusting into her with a steady, breathless pace. Pleasure spasmed through her as though the first crest of her orgasm hadn't been the summit. She rode the waves as her body flexed with him with every intense, rippling sensation. And she could only lay there, panting, her eyes closed, lost in the sensation of him driving into her slick heat. He groaned and lifted himself up, kneeling behind her and increasing his pace until he was thrusting into her, fast and hard and relentless, panting from the effort and moaning out his pleasure on ragged breaths. He held her hips and plunged into her, his hips bucking against her with that now familiar rhythm, with deep, urgent strokes, and then shorter, more desperate thrusts until his own orgasm shredded through him, and he shouted out, emptying himself inside her on a loud, aching cry. He shuddered against her, stilling as the last tremors of his release rippled through him, and she could feel his hands trembling as he held her hips. With a groan, he finally withdrew from her, and she could feel him sitting back on his haunches behind her, letting his jagged breath slow as he moved to rest his hands on the back of her calves. She couldn't do much more than lie there, still tingling and trembling from the intensity of her own orgasm, still catching her breath and marveling at the wholly new sensations sparking through her body. Never in her life had she experienced anything like it.
Whatever it was she had experienced with other lovers, they hadn't been orgasms, at least not anything that should be called orgasms. What Eric had given her had been so far beyond the little bursts of pleasure she'd experienced with other men that she almost felt like a deflowered virgin, initiated into a new world. An almost otherworldly sensation fired through every nerve ending in her body. She shuddered and shivered, felt not completely whole, like she'd been torn apart and was now just a cloud, blissful energy, floating lazily back to earth. Eric shifted away from her and let himself fall back onto the bed beside her, sweat glistening on his chest as he heaved in a breath. He squeezed his eyes shut as still more tremors shuddered through him. When he finally looked over at her, it must have been her look of complete, stunned euphoria that made him burst into a wide grin. Liked that, did you? Jesus Christ, she slurred, her face still half buried in a quilt. Eric! <laughs> he smiled, his eyes drooping pleasantly, satisfied and sated, pleased with himself. Why did you do that? she asked. At least she thought she asked that. Language skills hadn't fully returned to her yet. To, to me, before you... <laughs> Why did I do what? He asked, frowning through a grin. Why did I make you come? Oh, yes. Her brows pinched together at the sudden, visceral memory of it. Because, he said, his chest still moving as he caught his breath, his voice dropping as he reached out and lazily caressed her back. I wanted to feel you shudder beneath me as you cried out my name. She made a noise of surrender and turned her head so that her mouth was free of the quilt. She brushed loose strands of hair out of her face and smiled at him, breathing out a contented sigh of pure satisfaction. Well, you can do that to me any time you like, soldier, she said. Oh, I plan to, he said, lightly brushing his fingers over her cheek. His eyes shimmered in the moonlight, and she turned to press her lips against his palm. His eyes searched hers as his thumb gently stroked her cheek, and the warmth she saw in their gleaming blue depths made her heart twist. He was looking at her with such love, such naked adoration that she could barely breathe. She stilled, locked her gaze with his, willed her own eyes to plead with him to show him how much he was loved, to express everything her heart couldn't say. For one magical moment, they simply looked at each other, his hand sliding along her jaw as his thumb caressed her cheek. His eyes glittered as they roved over her face, taking in every part of her, moistening his lips as if he wanted to taste her. He gazed at her lips and she could feel him lowering towards her, drawn by the promise of her mouth on his, by the kiss she knew he wanted as much as she did. His eyes darkened and his lips parted as he breathed out, and his hand began to slide into her hair, subtly gripping her and pulling her close. But then, slowly, the light in his eyes dimmed. It was like a veil falling again, as though he too were coming back down to earth, as though he were waking from a pleasant but unwanted dream. He withdrew his hand from her face and sat back, looking at her evenly. Inside, she cried out against the chill she saw beginning to shadow his eyes, and for the first time thought perhaps 
She had understood that Dylan Thomas poem after all. She raged against the dying of the light in his eyes and all that it meant. But it was too late. I'm going to hit the shower, he said, sitting up and edging towards the end of the bed. He stood and strode languidly around the bed without looking down at her. I'm on breakfast tomorrow. You can sleep in if you want. She sat up on her knees so she could watch him go. He was as magnificent from behind as he was from the front, and she ached to hold him, to touch him, even if only for a few minutes. He reached the doorway and was about to pass through when he stopped and half turned to look at her, eyebrows raised. And I guess I should have mentioned, a fuck doesn't include sleeping over. You can keep this room if you want, but if you're here when I get back, I'll take yours. And with that, he turned and left the room. She lay down on the bed and clutched one of the pillows to her belly. Curling it around, she listened to him move down the hallway and into the bathroom. Her body still tingled, and small tremors still sparked through her, little aftershocks that only reminded her of how much pleasure a body could feel. He had loved her, if only for a few brief seconds, if only in that heady afterglow of great sex. She had seen it in his eyes, in the gentleness of his touch. He had loved her, and let himself be loved. It had been so brief, blinking out of existence almost before it began, but it was a start. When she heard the shower go off, she left his room and slipped into hers, dousing the light and waiting for him to go back to his room before she took her turn in the shower. He had loved her, and he would again.